Okay, hello and everyone, and uh, welcome to podcast number 43. Uh, this one's a short one today. We're gonna. Uh, the title's called the Drone Law Takeaway, and uh, basically uh, we have a guest on who was there yesterday, Mr. Chad Partridge. Chad, you out there? Yeah. Hey, Patrick. How are you? <laughs> Good, Mr. Johnny on the spot. You had me worried there, but he called right in on time. <laughs> That was good. Uh, well, you know, I figured we would uh, do this podcast today, and it'll be a little bit out of the the, the norm. Uh, but while it was still fresh in our memory, I wanted to talk about yesterday's event, the uh, UC Berkeley Law School drone law discussion, which was um, uh, something that had been planned for a while. And uh, I thought it was a good discussion. But, uh, but before we get rolling... Um, You've been on once before, I believe, on the podcast, Chad, but is it possible for you to give the uh, listeners a little bit of a bio about yourself, please, how you, how you got here? Sure, sure, Patrick. Um, I am a, uh, a UVSI board member. Um, I am also uh, vice president of operations for 2D3 Sensing. Um I've been uh, working with Patrick uh, in the Silicon Valley chapter of AUVSI for a long time. And uh, and when, Patrick, you got the opportunity to go out and participate on the uh, on, on that panel uh, yesterday, it was definitely something that I wanted to come out and witness. Right. Well, you know, I, I thought it was a good opportunity um for us to kind of get out there and, uh, you know, here's another one, to clear the air a little bit. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. Um, you know, I want to uh, – let's just dive right into this deal. So yesterday's talk, and now you were sitting in the back. I was sitting up front. But, um, you know, maybe you could describe – some of your interpretations are like a kind of a high altitude of, of yesterday's talk, how you felt, what you thought when you came into the room. Uh, it, yeah. So, I mean, I thought, you know, first, first off, it was very much set up for you to come in and to be the, the advocate and, and the other, uh, the other individual, uh, what was his organization, Freedom of... Uh, it was EFF, the Electronic Freedom Foundation. Electronic Freedom Foundation. Um, it was It was very... Uh, I, the format was set up in a lot of ways for you to be the uh, antagonist, <laughs> per, per se. And, and, and that is not, in fact, how the event went or, or, or how it went down. I think in most aspects in most regards uh they brought up multiple privacy issues um you know concerns about weaponizing drones for domestic use particularly uh went over law enforcement uh constantly talking about the alameda counties purchase uh purchase of drones kind of uh, in a shadowy way, uh, in the way they described it. And pretty much in every circumstance, Patrick, you agreed with their stance on drones. Um, your platform all along was to have commercial applications for drones. Let's use these things for the way that people can make money, uh, but yet, but yet have no public 
concern. Um, applications of agriculture, um, you know, filming, filming bridges, examples that you use, you know, all the all the uh, applications and that you've been talking about for so long. I, I don't, you know, it's unnecessary for me to go through them now. But uh, but you know, the truth was is nobody wants drones uh, patrolling their backyards. So in that aspect, Patrick, I thought you did extremely well. Well, I appreciate that vote of confidence. Now, I, in all fairness, I did kind of uh, throw you to the ACLU wolves. <laughs> you noticed that how I, I, you were talking to that woman, and I just kind of was like, whoosh, out of there. But, uh, you know, I, I think you're correct in your assumption. I mean, I had the Darth Vader music all queued up because uh, I think they were they were kind of lying in wait. Uh, I noticed that the they they made up these like you know uh, you have those name tags that said hello my name is <laughs> instead they said no drones on them and had a drone on them or whatever and they were all sitting up front but um you know I learned a lot yesterday uh what I learned from this event was that uh, there are I mean there is a wide gulf of misconceptions uh as far as this this drone thing is concerned, would you agree with that? Yes, very much so. I think, and I and I've seen it in the media, and I really I think we need to get out and do more of this outreach in the community. But I, you know the, it, you know it's like some of the the capabilities they're thinking it's like you know are let's say the little quadcopter uh, that you would buy like a parrot drone. And a global hawk have like the same capabilities. That's kind of the the takeaway I got from the um, from this thing yesterday. And I also noticed that you know, <laughs> I guess it's still kind of the uh, the anti government thing is still kind of popular. Um, but it is Berkeley, so I guess that's to be expected. But I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't think that they really realize that this is just another tool in the toolbox for uh, law enforcement or first responders or whatever else. Um, you know, and people. It's. I. I. I don't know if this is just kind of like the touchstone or or what for people to that are waking up that wait a minute our privacy's gone. What, what do you think? I think. Uh... I think that there is a massive level of fear-mongering going on right now. I 100% agree. I think, uh, and I think you could see that at the talk yesterday. Uh, the result of it was that we all recognize that the biggest problem is there is just not enough, you know, law, legal definition, and, and regulatory um, structure uh, to. Uh, ease people's concerns. What, what we absolutely cannot happen is have our government go forward and just say, okay, we're going to ban all drones. That would be crazy. Uh, that right. would put this country at such a technological disadvantage, and that would eliminate all of the great things, uh, you know, the public, uh, the, the, the things that the public would take advantage of. Um, that would eliminate all those things. What we all want, and I think it's what the ACLU wants, it's what AUVSI wants, is we want a very structured and fair system that says this is how you can use drones and this is how you can't use drones. And uh, and that was my takeaway yesterday. I, I think at the end when we were sitting at the table after the show, uh, Patrick, we were talking with the girl from the ACLU, it was, uh, it was a lot of nodding of heads. 
that we all felt the same way. Yeah, that was one thing that I definitely got yesterday. Uh, you know, I think that uh, people from within our community, let's say the pro-unmanned community, are like, oh, geez, they're nuts. They just they don't want to, you know, wreck everything. I, I didn't really get that. I got yesterday that uh, they understand that there are positive uses. They, I think that uh, the law enforcement thing and the privacy thing is in everyone's face right now. And uh, that's one of the reasons that I'm kind of crabbing away from the, the first responder use of this. I, I, And which I expressed during the talk yesterday, I think that they're kind of going about it wrong. I kind of the feedback I got from the audience where I said, you know, that uh, the sheriff's department, their Alameda or whatever, should invite the public in and say, hey, here's what we want to do. Take a look at it. Here's how we're going to operate it. Here's what the video looks like. Um Put some daylight on it and uh, take away some of that apprehension, which uh, I, I seem to get a lot of agreement out of the crowd. I think if you, you take the mystery out of it, you take the scary out of it, and you say, hey, this is how we want to do it. I gave the analogy of the police dog. You know, some people think a police dog's a snapping, snarling, wild animal. But when they bring it out to the kids' school, everybody's petting it, you know, and and it's fine. It's the same type of uh, thing you need to do with this technology. And if you show people, hey, this is kind of what it does, uh, you know, and how we're going to use it. I mean, I didn't even see much pushback on, like, you know, you have a hostage situation or a bank robbery or, a, heaven forbid, a school shooting or something else, and they pull it out of the trunk and fly it. They even sounded cool with that, you know? Yeah, right. Yes. So that was uh, that was refreshing, you know. Yeah, they want a warrant when you're going to do, um, you know, surveillance work. I'm cool with that, you know. I mean, maybe that makes me uh, an industry outsider, but I mean, I'm an American too. I, you know, my privacy thing. I, I think there's checks and balances in the Constitution, and I'm all for it. So I, I didn't really feel like we were too far off of the mark. Um, the woman from the ACLU was. Uh, I thought she was kind of funny because she said, "Well, you know, would you come and?" talk to us or whatever. I said, sure, I, you know, I'll come out and talk to you and wanted me to sign on to their legislation. I mean, I got to read it first, you know, before I sign off on that. But I, I didn't even think that she was too far off the mark. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, even though walking into the event and, and, and sitting down and, you know, listening to the early conversation, I, uh, I thought that that would be the type of community that could be uh, the most, like, the biggest pack of wolves in a lot of ways that, uh, you know, the hardest, uh, the, the, the hardest detractors from drone applications that we were walking into a community like that. And, and it wasn't, but at the, at the end, if that was the if, if that was the worst that they could throw at this community, then I think that there is a lot of promise that everybody can work out their differences. You know that is a that's a uh, that's a good synopsis. I felt the same way. I mean, I have to be honest. I mean, people were like, "Oh my God, you're going to UC Berkeley to talk about drones? Holy moly, they're going to make mincemeat out of you." I um I I I think that that was kind of the mood when I went in there, but I had a big smile on my face. Hey, you know, glad you made it. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pat myself on the back a little bit. I do that now and again, but I mean, you know, even the Code Pink people split early. So I think that, uh, you know, something I, I something was good. Um, the other thing that I, I wanted to talk about was the capabilities. 
And uh, you noticed I didn't really get to go into that as much as I wanted to, but I think that people don't understand um, the, the level of surveillance that's out there and, let's say, the capabilities are out there. And and you probably noticed that when I kept going back to what's on um, state, local, and, and federal airborne law enforcement assets now. And I was talking about the different sens- EOIR sensors that are on there, and I had mentioned a couple of different brands, and I gave the um, – the, the group there, a little homework assignment. I told them to go on the YouTube and look at that because uh, most of them are under the impression that these or that the, the the cameras that are on these helicopters are very low power and uh, you can they don't have a standoff distance or everything else. Do, do you agree with that? Is that kind of the take of the crowd, or, or am I off base? No, I I agree. I I I agree with you. Well, I mean, you know, I'd given the analogy. I had these, this argument with my dad, too, and, and said, you know, what, what's the difference between uh, unmanned aircraft and a helicopter? And his thing was, well, you know, I'd hear the helicopter because it'd be right out there. And I, But that's not the case. The standoff distances with the, um, the EOIR sensors that are available today are, pff, they could be off, you know, you wouldn't even hear the helicopter and they could be watching you. I don't think that people understand that. I don't think that they understand what's out there already. I think they're thinking that uh, the cameras that are out there, like the surveillance camera video you see maybe at the uh, liquor store or grocery store or something. Um, And then when it comes to really what's out there, people have no idea what the real deal is out there. The other thing I noticed uh, is, you know, again, we were talking about the different capabilities of the different, say, classes of unmanned aircraft. And, you know, you get this idea that uh, the drones can can loiter up there. Uh, we got, you know, the one guy from EFF was talking about the one that was powered by a laser. You you remember that when he was talking about that, Chen? Yes, I do. And, you know, I mean, how did you, you know, oh, it can stay up there indefinitely and, and, you know, it can fly around and it'll never come down. Okay, well, you know, I didn't get it to get into, okay, well, what does it weigh? You know, okay, that's that's really in some sort of uh, developmental stage. You know, there again, what does it weigh and what type of payload can it uh, carry? Uh, the other thing I got, they talked brought up about Argus, you know, which is fine. But all most of the stuff that they're talking about or, you know, the cell phone uh, monitoring systems or whatever else that, that uh, they were talking about putting on the drones, it, it seemed like there's a big disconnect, like, a lot of this, this uh, let's say, surveillance or monitoring technology is, let's say, um, only you can only carry it on a UAV. What, what do you think? Did you get that, or was I a little off base? No, I, I, I got it. I got it completely. Uh, I think that the uh, the misconceptions are overwhelming. I, I told you, uh, you know, in the past. There's in a lot of ways uh, the problems are not the drones themselves, right? They're the they're the sensors, um, but the 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 amount of uh, monitoring of people that you can do on your cell phone these days is, I mean, is is there applications of drones where uh, it makes those surveillance situations worse? Yes, obviously. Um, But at the but at the same time. 
No, uh, the real the the problem is electronic privacy in a lot of ways more than drones. Right, and and you know I brought that up, uh, and I even said I mean it was kind of funny some of the arguments that were brought up. Uh, I had, you know, the, the one woman from the ACLU, I had kind of brought this up, you know, you've got your Facebook and how I got scroogled in the morning and, and the cell phone and, you know, all the rest of the, the, let's say invasions on your privacy. Um, and not that that's a dodge, you know, it's, it's not a dodge. Um, yeah, there could be some issues with surveillance with this technology. And I think we're going to realize that but I, I, again back to the touchstone i think that the the drones are very popular in the news and they haven't been able to get traction with some of the other stuff um you know and people say well i you know i carried it or i choose to carry a cell phone i i like all the applications and everything else you know i can post pictures of my breakfast croissant on facebook uh and whatnot but uh, it's kind of it's an interesting juxtaposition of, of the freedom uh, or the privacy that people are giving up. Uh, I think that people are kind of waking up to the, the privacy that they already gave away. Uh, the, the drone thing, I mean, to me, I, I think there's already laws on the books for police use of this, this technology. Um, I'm, I'm not opposed to the, um, some common sense legislation. I think a lot of it's just knee-jerk. Uh, but I do think that people, after we were kind of explaining it to people yesterday, you know, the the one woman, oh, can can a helicopter fly in the window? And it's like, no, but you know, a, a helicopter can see you through the window, you know, with an EOIR sensor, EO, not so much IR. But the EO, I could look, you know, I could look in the window, I could watch you, you know, you better draw your curtains. But even easier, I could probably watch you on, you know, your computer or monitor what you're saying or talking about. I mean, again, it's just a tool. The the drone itself, I, I think, is just uh, getting a bad rap for the privacy thing. Um, I did have another woman ask, you know, she said that Alameda drone, she described a lot of the limitations and kind of gave me the, uh, you know, it was kind of the groovy granny thing, and she was kind of giving me the uh, the cynical eye about, you know, what good is this drone? It can't fly in much weather, only stays in the air for 20 minutes, yada, yada, we're wasting our time and money. Uh, with, and I think it was in reference to the uh, Alameda Sheriff's Department that she was talking. But again, that misconception. I'm like, okay, well, the, you know, that's that. Those are the limitations of of that uh, particular model. But you know, I brought up like the Scan Eagle. You know, I think that was another thing. And, and you know, uh, it was kind of a thing where a lot of people have just kind of woken up to the drones, and they think that this is all a new thing. Uh, what's your take on that, Chad? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again, it all goes back to the media coverage. Now that suddenly it's the hot topic in the media, it's run, it's in front of everybody's faces. I mean, this stuff has been around for, you know, 10 years. Like, nothing, nothing has substantially changed in the short term with their use. Uh, it's just now a media topic, and all of a sudden they're everywhere, but when the reality is that nothing's changed. Exactly. And, and you know, I gave that analogy. I think that people think, you know, I, I think there's also I definitely felt apprehension in the military application part of it. And let's say the beating these swords into plowshares. But like I said yesterday, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. The plowshares got turned into swords and then the swords are now going back to the plowshares. And I tried to use the example of Scan Eagle and the development of Scan Eagle to find fish. And I mean, I, the the looks 
you were in the back, but uh, you know, I got a lot of uh, feedback from people's faces. And, uh, you know, they looked kind of confused. Now, wait a minute. You know, it's like, yeah, no, there there have been people out there doing this since the, uh, I would say, mid-late 90s. Uh, everyone looked shocked on that. I go, it's going on every day. Thousands of people are doing it. Uh, you can go on to, you know, Google it. You can go on to the RC Hobby websites. The people are taking photographs for the real estate and agriculture and science and you know, there's there all these uh, myriad of uses and people out there. They're already using them, and it's it's just it, nobody talks about it. It's emperor's new clothes, uh, but it's going on everywhere. And uh, people looked a little shocked to me. They were like, hmm, you know, kind of looking around, kind of confused. But uh, it's not new. Um, it's it's going on. There's you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought it was kind of, kind of funny uh, being an advocate for the small bu- business use of this that so many people are out there doing it right now and the, the FAA kind of acts like it's not happening or you can't find these people or there's nothing going on out there and it's all new. The other thing I thought was kind of funny uh, was that, uh, you know, the EFF guy, Trevor, when I told him, you know, they, they think it was this big revelation that they foiled the COAs and you know, found all this information out and yada, yada. And uh, when I told him, hey, you know, I, I tried to FOIA that same information back in 2008 or nine because I wanted to know what was going on. They looked a little surprised. But I think there was more in common than there were differences, really. And uh, I, I hope that, that yesterday, I mean, I don't, I think that there were some, there was a, the wide spectrum in the room, you know, you had the hardcore um you know, anti-drone people, and then that spectrum went to the other side. There was even one guy that was sitting back there, and I don't think he was a plant, but uh, he he kind of mirrored the same thing we were saying: is Hey, wait a minute! Don't throw all of the uh, don't 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 throw the baby out with the bathwater. Your take on the crown? Uh, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree entirely. Um, I. Uh, I, I, I unfortunately have to jump off the call, Patrick. <laughs> Don't tell me you got a job to go to. No, uh, somebody uh, somebody just showed up. I have a I have a meeting that I have to run into. All right. Well, I think uh, I appreciate your time, Chad, and uh, I think we pretty much covered uh, uh, the event yesterday. Thanks for your time on that one. Um, I hope that people listen to this and uh, maybe uh, use it to open their mind a little bit and then also some topics to bring up if they get into that situation. Again, Chad, thank you for your time being on today, and I will see you soon, buddy. Thank you. I really appreciate it, Patrick. It's, it's been, and again, I emphasize that you did a absolutely fantastic job yesterday, so you should feel very proud about that. <laughs> thank you, sir, for the vote of confidence. Have a good day. You do. Bye. <laughs>